0: Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set records around the world and then, coincidentally, breaks those records right after they've been set. My name is Jody Jenkins. And I am Tony Clements. And Tony, we are going to get right to it. Normally, we do a little mindless chit-chat. We're going to skip all those... Normal season. We're going to get right to our guest because oh, this so is very. Do one, one update. one, one thing? One, update. one thing. Yeah, one update. One. Oh, update, sure. I said on ahead. the last
1: podcast, that I was going to go to the Apple Store and I was going to report back to our faithful listeners. Oh, yeah. I did. I did go to the Apple <laughs> Store. I had to get my temperature checked uh before you can enter the Apple store and uh they, they also said you can't go in without an appointment and I said, Well I'm here to spend money in your store. Do I need an appointment? And they said, Yeah you do and I said, Okay, can I make an appointment for ten minutes from now? And they said, Sure. So I actually made an online appointment standing outside the store. Nice. Ten minutes from the time of the dialogue and then got into the store. So
0: and did everything my Apple get store everything gets solved?
1: Well, no, I, I bought a I bought a new laptop first okay, time okay. since
0: 2008, so okay. everything's and did, good. But did they put a microchip in you? Uh, I, I
1: when I go for my upgrade, I have the Bill Gates microchip. Yeah,
0: yeah, you'll get chipped. You be careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you be careful, bud. All right, I'm going to okay. let uh, Tony introduce okay. our guest. Very timely. Uh, lots of stories and uh, lots to talk about. So go ahead. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sir. Sure. So, of course, uh, we at And Another Thing Podcast have been following very closely uh, the uh, turmoil in the nation's capital uh, going around and around and around with We Charity, Bill Morneau, Christia Freeland, Justin Trudeau, of course. So we have decided, Jody and I have decided we need a an expert, a guy who's been on the front lines reporting on this, uh, breaking stories. Uh, insightful commentary, and it is, uh, and another thing, posca- podcast, great joy to have on our program, Mr. Brian Lilly, political columnist for the Toronto Sun and author. Brian Lilly, ladies and gentlemen, great to have you on the program. Welcome.
2: Oh, pleasure to be here, Tony, Jody. Good to talk to you.
1: So I'm going to ask the, the broadest <laughs> question possible because if things change by the hour in Ottawa. What's the latest on We Charity?
2: Well, it's uh, me trying to come up with a list of all the different organizations that are investigating the prime minister on this because it grows by the day. And, of course, on uh, Thursday, we heard that uh, the RCMP, or I guess Wednesday night, Thursday morning, heard that the RCMP are looking into the government's handling of the WE contract. So let's see, that would be the Mounties, the Ethics Commissioner, the public procurement uh, officer, uh, the lobbying commissioner, <laughs> um, plus the three committees that were shut down. So, uh, and, and you know what? Maybe we'll find out that the uh, official languages commissioner launches an investigation because, of course, they they gave this contract to we, who then had to turn around and subcontract everything in French, which is a quarter of – Population, that to subcontract it all out to uh, a Montreal PR firm.
1: It it just goes on and on. I I, uh, I think on Wednesday it was that we learned that after Trudeau had prorogued Parliament, so that no committees are sitting, the House of Commons isn't sitting, the Senate isn't sitting. After he did that, and uh, it will not be sitting until uh, the third week of September. Then all of a sudden we learned that, oh, by the way, there was a, an incredible amount of lobbying going on by We Charity to get that $900 million or $600 million contract uh, uh, that had previously not been disclosed. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, there was the document dump that uh – they they released it late Tuesday, and it made its way to the media. I think it landed in my inbox late Tuesday night. Uh, by the time you're going through it Wednesday morning, seeing what's happening, uh, it, it shows a, an organization that was eager to get a contract. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you I'm sure, Tony, when you were an MP, we're on the receiving end of a lot of pitches uh, of people saying, hey, I've got a great idea for the government. I mean, sure. everybody would love to get a good government contract and good on them for trying. But the government has consistently said that this contract, which went to an organization that the Trudeau family was very cozy with, that Bill Morneau's family was very cozy with. I read, but it wasn't our idea. It was the civil servants. Mm-hmm. And the document dump shows that that's a load of BS. Uh, I mean, I've got letters. Uh, Hello, Bill. I hope that you, Nancy, Henry, Claire, and Grace are having some well deserved downtime over Easter. Yeah, that's how one of the e- the first emails starts. And it's more than a week before the civil servants got involved. Um, it's emails like that to uh, small to Bill Morneau, the then finance minister, to Mary Ng, who's international trade and small business. Uh, Bartish Chagger and her whole political team having, excuse me, having uh, a meeting with uh, with Craig Kielberger and we executives uh, to discuss the program. And all along the way, they may have started out with one proposal, but within a week after all these meetings with top political staffers and top ministers, they have been able to change the program to meet exactly what the government wants and then the government turns around and says, oh, it wasn't our idea. It was uh, civil servants decided these guys could do it. But they, they were taken to the civil servants by the politicians uh, saying, well, look after these guys.
1: So let's distill the scandal down to its essence. What, what, it, what is really going on here?
2: Well, look, the whole we issue has exploded into a thousand different pieces and directions since this started. Remember, this was a charity that was untouchable, and the Kielbergers were the golden boys. And so a couple of things have happened. Uh, once we, everyone started looking into this contract, then people started looking into we. That's separate from the political contract, and there's a lot of dodgy stories there, odd stories. Um, including things that I've covered like their massive real estate holdings in, in downtown Toronto that they may now be selling off. That is, that's the we story. The scandal is that the government was giving a massive contract with a lot of money, and we now even have documented proof of bureaucrats going, wow, these guys are expensive, to an organization that they were close with. I mean, we... When, uh, you were still in, in government, Tony, we did get some government contracts, but according to the prime minister, I'm going to quote Justin Trudeau on this because he used it as one of his defenses at the beginning of July. Uh, he was asked about, uh, uh we contracts and he said, well, the Harper government between 2012 and 2015 gave about half a million dollars to we. Okay fine lots of governments have given small contracts over the years after Trudeau took office that 500,000 over three years turned into five million over four years and at the same time as that money was increasing guess who we was hiring to speak at events Margaret Trudeau Sasha Trudeau and to a lesser degree and you know it, it doesn't really amount to much um, uh, Sophie Gregoire Trudeau. and I say that doesn't amount to much because she was volunteering her time, and they were just paying her expenses.
1: Well, I mean, this is, and uh, let me say a couple things. Uh, yeah, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head. To me, this is about favors for friends using taxpayer money. That's what this thing really boils down to. And uh, if I may say, coming out of the document dump, uh, I was very heartened to see my former uh, my former staff when I was president of the Treasury Board raising the red flag saying, look, you know, uh, we've got to check this further. This is not in accordance with this or that. That's what treasury board is supposed to do. So the public servants were, were trying to do their job, but, uh, clearly the government had already made up its mind. And again, this is the thing, like I remember when we're, it reminds me of, um, uh, I counter this with the, uh, the, the Bill Clinton Whitewater scandal, and I remember there was a famous sketch on Saturday Night Live, which had all these circles and squares and arrows going in different directions trying to explain the scandal because it was just so convoluted that nobody really understood what was going on. And maybe that was the case with snc Lavalan as well, you know, because uh, who understands whether uh, she uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould was acting as attorney general or was acting as justice minister and blah, blah, blah. This is rather simple: favors for friends using taxpayer money, and and, and that's what I think is hurting them. Is, is that a is that a cogent analysis? In your point, from your point hey, hey, I,
2: I would say so. Look at the uh, committee hearings. Uh, the Keelberger said that uh, they hired Margaret Trudeau to go to we events um, because she was a great uh, uh, advocate for mental health. Uh, okay, well, Michael Barrett, conservative MP from Eastern Ontario, said. Uh, How much did you pay her prior to November 2015, which is when Justin Mm -hmm. Trudeau was sworn in as prime minister? And they said, we didn't engage her then. Her book on mental health came out in 2010 or 2011. Mm -hmm. We Days started in 2007. You know, If you're hiring her because she's a great advocate of mental health, you hire her when the book comes out and she's on a speaking tour and she's being active and sharing a message of, look, I don't think Margaret Trudeau is a good speaker, public speaker. I've watched a number of her speeches because of this, but she did have a message. Uh, She was dealing with postpartum and she was dealing with depression. Okay, that's a great message. Get it out there. They didn't hire her until her son was the prime minister. And that is an issue. And then they spend $312,000 in speaking fees for her. And then another, uh, it works out to $479,000 in total for speaking fees, expenses. You know, she was uh, costing them 17 grand an appearance. She would show up on stage for three minutes Nobody gets paid that kind of money in Canada to go out and and speak unless there's another angle. Another angle. And, of
1: course, uh, Bill Morneau got into hot water with uh, the the freebie trip that he took that uh, he didn't expense until uh, he was going before committee. So uh, that ultimately became a huge political problem for the government. And then we had the sordid... Uh, uh, instance of uh, the Prime, minister office, Prime Minister's office deliberately undermining the finance minister to get him out of the way so that they could do the shuffle. I mean, it's really been a sorted uh, situation from the get go.
2: You you know, look, uh, liberal friends were looked after with taxpayer dollars. And uh, we see this in other areas of the pandemic that don't get people as, as excited, but a former liberal MP got a contract to. Uh, produce ventilators that haven't been approved and haven't been produced yet. Um, A a Quebec company got a, a contract to make masks in Canada, even though they didn't have a plant in Canada. They'd shut it down a year earlier and they haven't produced the masks last I had checked. Um, you know they, you just see a bunch of this again and and look, every party has their weaknesses. And the liberal seems to be thinking that you know our tax dollars are there for their friends. I think and, uh, what we're going to see, uh, maybe the Auditor General will do a report, but
1: uh, the whole PPE contracts is rife for further investigation, let's just put it that way. So that'll be an interesting story that evolves over the next few months. Jody Jenkins, do you want to get in on the action here? Uh, ask Brian a question or two.
0: Yeah, I was just going to make a quick comment and, and get your thoughts on it, Brian, because, look, I'm going to play the other side of this. I Obviously, I don't support the Liberals as a, as a Conservative, but I would say that the amount of effort that is being put forward not only by the party but also and i mean i mean the conservative party and the opposition and also the media to simply get a light shone on what's going on and to get people engaged and motivated to not support this government seems to be a lot and i don't see it working because i can go out on the street right now find 10 average voters and i'd be pretty confident that maybe one would be able to get upset or comment on what's going on with we so what are your thoughts on that
2: this is one of the ones that to me has broken through the uh, the bubble you know when my kids were little i used the uh, school bus test because you know everyone knew what i do for a living i've, I've been at the uh, political journalism game a long time and so you know People wouldn't necessarily talk politics to me unless something burst through the bubble. They wouldn't be talking to me about my latest report or what was happening on the hill. We're just standing out there in suburban Ottawa waiting to put the kids on the bus uh, and things would break through. This is one of those types of things. Um, I have heard about it from non-political people. I have had people who normally aren't engaged raise it with me. Um, now, that's a, a very unscientific test, uh, but I, I, I think the um, name recognition for the we scandal is up there. Is it enough to bring the government down? Well, not right now, and quite frankly, the government is is making a lot of moves to make sure they're not brought down, proroguing the House, turning down the temperature, shutting down the committees, and they're going to come out with a, a budget and a throne speech that's going to put uh, – a chicken in every pot and some pot in every chicken. So uh, everyone's <laughs> going to be well fed stone oh, and uh, not, not wanting to, to go anywhere. <laughs> You've
0: been waiting to use that one or maybe you already. Yeah. Have
2: that's it. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that one. Uh,
1: I mean, part of the story, underlying story for me is the sense you, t- you touched on this, this sense of entitlement and, and really, it's broader than that. I, I think you've been following the governor general story too. Uh, yeah. you know, and, uh, the, the phrase that is the pay that pays has been the Laurentian elites, you know, this idea that there's a business media and political elite that, uh, declares that they have the right to run the country and nobody else should, or, or in their, in, the, in many cases, will. Uh, so this is, this is all part of that wider story, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and it's funny, the governor general having to show up with the prime minister at Rideau Hall to uh, do the cabinet shuffle and then provoke parliament, he's been the one putting out the leaks about the the governor general and trying to make her look bad um, because he... He figures if he can make her look bad, people stop looking, talking about how bad he looks. So uh, it was a bit of Laurentian elite internal warfare there, I guess. But yeah, the, look, that, um, that book a bunch of years ago now, The Big Shift, uh, you know, not uh, all of it uh, came true. But uh, Daryl Bricker and John Ebbetson are two smart guys who coined that term and the Laurentian elite does seem to think that uh, uh, it's their God-given right to run Canada and, uh, and they're going to do it how they see fit.
1: Yeah, I've always said, like, uh, each party has its own, um, uh, its own kryptonite. I, I believe that for the Conservative Party, when we look mean, uh, that, that is something that uh, really degrades our support amongst the people. For the NDP, it's the self-righteous streak that they have. But for the Liberal Party, it's the sense of entitlement. And uh, and for Mr. Trudeau to have to start to eat his words on tutting uh, uh, Stephen Harper when he prorogued the House, uh, now he's doing the same thing. It's uh, But you see, how do they get themselves into this? It's because they think that, that because their motives are seemingly pure. It's okay to do whatever well, we're we're working with we because we wanna help the kids. So however we do that, it's okay, right? That's the kind of the internal workings of the liberal mind. Uh, I don't know if you come across
2: that. I think that's part of why someone didn't raise red flags. Look, this could have been dealt with uh, by the Prime Minister recusing himself um, by Katie Telford recusing herself, by Bill Morneau recusing himself, but you're right. They think, well, our, our, our uh, desire, our, our wishes are pure, so there's nothing wrong with me doing this, even though this is an organization paying my mother oodles of money. Uh, or maybe you don't think $500,000 in speaking fees and, ex- and expenses is a lot. I, I tend to think it is. And, uh, I think m- most Canadians would think that much money over four years is, is a lot of cash. Uh, but, you know, they just think, well, I'm, I'm in it for the right reasons. So the ends justify the means. Mm. Not so. And and as I said, he's got the ethics commissioner investigating him, uh, the procurement officer, now the RCMP. There were three committees. You know, this is not just uh, political opposition uh, picking fights and making hay. There are real problems and real issues. And this document dump this week showed it. Um, You know, the prime minister says he pushed back. He never did. The bureaucrats at Treasury Board apparently did, but the prime minister never did. Yeah, I, I love the the one um, exchange when Ian Shugart was before the ethics committee. The He's the yeah, board of the, board of the Council. Council. Yeah, the head of the public service. And, and so he was asked about this claim by the prime minister that he pushed back and asked for more due diligence. And so he was asked, well, did you look at Wee's financials? No. Did you look at the fact that they just fired their whole board? No. Did you look at... Uh, the fact that the contract was with We Charity Foundation, this new organization with no history of doing anything, no staff. No. Well, what did you look at? And he said, we examined that they could deliver the program in both official languages. And <laughs> even that's wrong now. Oh, my God. And at that point, the um, I, I believe it was MP Baird who said, uh, well, you know that they had to subcontract it out because they couldn't do that. And Shugart said, no, I wasn't aware of that. He said, "You haven't seen the media stories?" No. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Oh um, my gosh! You know this is a government that just, you know, sat around the table. Somebody said, "You know, it would be so cool," and they ran with it. Nobody (laughs) said, "Hold on a minute." You know, sometimes sitting around and you come up, you somebody says, "You know, it would be cool." Sometimes that's a bad idea. Yeah, uh, more than sometimes, believe me, <laughs> uh, Being uh, having been
1: around that table. Um, uh, we're talking to Brian Lilly, a uh, political columnist for the Toronto Sun and uh, also a successful author. Thanks for coming on the program. Jody, do you have a last question for him? I've got one more, but uh, do you want to take the floor?
0: No, I'm I'm good. I appreciate all the comments that we've uh, seen so far. I was going to bring up Patrick Brown, but it's too easy, so we'll just... Uh,
1: well, you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still on the Patrick Brown hockey scandal oh my <laughs> just, gosh
0: anyway uh, well, go ahead go ahead with your last question yeah,
1: well, maybe a couple I got I got one quick one and, and a bit of a broader one but the quick one is boy uh, P, you talked about Michael Barrett he's done a great job Pierre Polyev has just been on
2: fire eh he's, he's really uh, been a pit bull on this he has been and it, it's resulted in even more people coming to me and saying that uh, they really wished he'd run for leader of the conservative party and of course he, he was mm-hmm. looking at that and then uh, backed out. Uh, of course, we'll get the the new leader Sunday night. Um, I didn't endorse anybody. I don't know if either of you have, but uh, I, I kept my powder dry. We'll see who the leader is at, uh, I guess, so 8 Joe p.m. i'm a
1: Leslyn Lewis fan, and I'm a Aaron
2: O'Toole supporter, so we'll, uh, we'll see whether well, that uh, happens. Yeah, you know, to, both of them could win, so could McKay. Definitely not Derek Sloan, and not Patrick Brown after being caught with his <laughs> hockey bag. <laughs> with his hockey bag. <laughs>
1: So I want you to get your crystal ball out. Uh, we've got the House coming back in September. There's going to be uh, the mother of all throne speeches. We're going to socialize everything. Uh, everything, uh, as you said, uh, a chicken in every pot and a pot for every chicken. So what, what, what happens then? Do they co-opt the NDP or can we have an election?
2: I think the, the NDP is broke and the bloc will also get uh, so many goodies. It'll be hard for them to vote against it. But if the NDP supports the throne speech in the budget, then they can, you know, wave their fists in the air and vote against the government. Uh, the conservatives have the money to go to an election. Can the new leader uh, put together a team quick enough? Probably. Um, so but I don't think we will. Um you know, they're going to promise a universal basic income. They're going to promise to decarbonize the economy. That'll further alienate the West, but make Quebec and British Columbia happy. So, you know, it's, it it is going to be socializing everything as I, as I wrote in a column this week.
1: Well, uh, that's going to be, (laughs) <laughs> Something I'm not particularly looking forward to, uh, but it will uh, definitely be uh, the political debate, the almost a post-COVID political debate, although we'll still be in COVID at that time. Uh, so uh, lots of reasons for, and another thing, podcasts to continue to delve into these issues. And Brian Lilly, we wish you every success at the Toronto Sun as uh, you do your job there as
2: well. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Take care.
0: Great chat with Brian. Lots of uh, amazing insight. He is definitely being kept busy these days, no question.
1: Well, and he's broken a lot of these stories, too, so he knows what he's talking about, and uh, uh, I I happen to think uh, that uh, he's probably correct about what's going to happen. I I don't think the block's going to support Trudeau, you because know, they've already called for him to quit, or they'll move a motion of non-confidence. But I, I think the NDP are just in a terrible bind, and they have no strategy going forward. And uh, so, even though the Liberal Party keeps eating the lunch of the NDP, uh, they're they're not going to see the broader strategic interest, and they'll uh, they'll forestall an election. So um, there's going to be lots to talk about in September. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I actually don't. Uh, I don't think an election is going to happen anytime soon like even next year. So I I think that it's going to be continued to stretch out and stretch out this, uh, this minority government. And, uh, as you said, though, lots of interesting times ahead by the time this, uh, this show launches, Tony, there will be Mm -hmm. like a couple hours away from a new leader. So exciting, exciting things right around the corner.
1: We'll be definitely able to talk about that more next week. And we'll have a guest uh, who can talk about that as well. So, stay tuned keep subscribing downloading and rating our program too
0: yes we love we love good reviews so thank you <laughs> all right we'll talk in 7 days you bet